Have you been questioning your reality and feel like there's more to life than meets the eye? Or maybe you're on a spiritual journey and have so many questions? Well, we've got you covered. Join us weekly for casual conversations on how to trust your intuition and answer all of your burning questions. Welcome to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Allie and Mandy. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. We are so happy to have you back. Allison and I wanted to chat a little bit about our experience so far um, developing our mediumship skills because we are finding that it is quite different than doing our, our intuitive reading. So, Ali, are you like how you're finding, like, what the difference is that you're finding? with them yeah yeah so um I thought kind of like okay going into this like I know how to pull energy forward a person's energy forward and not that I thought it would be like easy because obviously taking the course for a reason (laughs) um but I did think that because I was I'd already been able to establish that and build that um ability that maybe it would come a bit, or I don't know, I I don't know what I was expecting. But basically, when I went into my first practice session, like, the biggest difference I see is when I'm going in to read someone's energy, I am intentionally connecting and pulling forward this person's energy. Mm -hmm. And whoever comes around that person's energy, in a sense, well, I guess that's kind of the same as mediumship, but like, you know, when you're like, I'm intentionally like, I'll go and I'll be like, I want to pull Mandy Morton's energy forward and I'm pulling you in my mind's eye and I can see your energy. And I found like with the mediumship, it's kind of like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm lost. Anybody I don't know. want to come in? Like <laughs> anybody here? Anybody? Right? Crickets. Like, it's totally different. <laughs> and so then I'm hard. Just like. I'm not intentionally pulling somebody forward in my mind's eye. I'm not intentionally connecting to somebody. Like, I don't know about you, but in my practice circles, they haven't asked to, like, we haven't gone into it saying, I would like to connect to my grandma or I would like to connect you. We've gone in all the practice circles that I've done. And it's literally just like, all right, I'm going to close my eyes and see who comes through. And you have no idea if they have a past grandma a yeah. past grandpa, a past sister, you have no idea. And so I think that was the biggest kind of like, okay, I'm not intentionally pulling to forward somebody's energy. I am like <laughs> sitting here waiting to see if I feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so, it's so different. I didn't expect trying to read mediumship Lee, like uh, the energy of a past loved one. I didn't expect it to be so different than reading, um, you know, chakras or like psychically, for example, or finding it a struggle as well, just trying to like discern or determine like what or who I'm connecting to. And then trying to like, you have to try to, to find validation for who you're, you think you're connecting to. And, And then when you're not receiving the validation, you're like, ridiculous it's so hard and I think like also the the language is different yes right 
yes. we're so used to we're so used to communicating with our spirit guides and doing our intuitive like psychic readings i'm finding like it's completely different type of spiritual language or trying where it's almost like learning a different language doing it doing the mediumship it totally is because the thing is like we are used to how our guides give us um messages right yeah i'm used to how my guide sends me messages i know what that feels like so when you have a spirit that what we also have to understand is spirits are all different levels in their um what is it? Not evolution. Come on, help me with the words in no. their enlightenment. Yeah. Right. In their journey. And so there's some spirits that may not have mastered how to properly connect and talk with um, a medium. Right. Yeah, like, it is. It is a language. It is a language barrier. Yeah. Like, it's not just like all of them know how to communicate with the living. They mm -hmm. don't all know. Um, yeah. Obviously, our guides know because they've gone through all the lessons and they're evolved enough to know. Yeah. But, you know, our past loved ones may not be at the state that they've mastered on how to communicate. So it could be choppy um, and their way of communicating could be completely different than what we're used to from our guides. Yeah. Yeah, I'm finding it. Um, I'm, I'm finding that to be probably my biggest struggle uh, is trying to to figure out who, just to figure out the language or to how I'm supposed to receive the information that is being presented to me because I am so used to sharing it um, in one way or receive it in one way. And then, uh, and now I'm receiving it in a completely different way. And it's like starting over again, which is fine. I don't, I love learning about all of this stuff, the energy and everything. Um, so it's, it's totally fine. And it, it is a lot of fun, but in our, in the practice circles that I've been doing, cause you and I are not doing practice circles together. No, no. we are paired up with, you know, different people in the group and stuff like that. And, um, I, I think only once has somebody said, I'd like to try to connect to somebody specific, mm. um, which I found even harder to try to pull through than just like some random spirit. Oh, really? I did. Yeah. Because wouldn't, how, what difference, like, I know the difference in the sense, like, but like, wouldn't it be like, so let's just say, I want you to connect to my Aunt Mary. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, what was your Aunt Mary's last name? Like, wouldn't that be the same as us pulling forward saying, okay, I'd like to have Mary McMahon. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> so original. Um, <laughs> I'd like to pull Mary McMahon's energy forward to like read it you know yeah I you wonder. would you would think that it would be that way because that's how we do it um in well, our we are doing it perhaps. to the living yeah <laughs> to be yes we're doing it to the living so yeah. I felt like in my experience it was like okay I'd like to connect with this person specifically but then um you know what I was receiving was not connected to that person so it was like a different spirit had come in um maybe and maybe that was just like a, a lesson for me yeah but I don't know like it was just it was I don't know and I'm finding like because of the the lack of validation or like where it's like I don't know like you're trying to ride a bike without training wheels for the first time yeah. <laughs> and okay. so I'm feeling discouraged like there's definitely been moments of feeling discouraged or like what am I even doing here can I do this yeah. um 
imposter and, syndrome like, yes and big big time have you experienced like I know you've experienced it too like we've talked about it but share yeah. share how like you're experiencing that yeah um I found obviously like the first week that we, so basically we get paired so paired with two people two people but part of the class that we have to go in and, and read each other's or like do a reading for each other and you know to give you some context like we only had like an introductionary call and we get like modules that we get sent. Right. Mm-hmm. So 100%, we don't, we're not mediums and we don't know how to do this. So, and, but we're just like jumping into this and just kind of going and just kind of going with what comes natural. And I understand the, the, the reasoning behind it. Right. Like it's just, it's, it's making us step out of our comfort zone and completely just like, and being comfortable with being wrong. Yeah. Because that is a big part of it. But I remember the first one, like I just, I got into my head about it. I think part of it was, um, you know, when you kind of meet somebody and like, oh, so where are you at on your kind of spiritual journey? And, you know, and me saying, oh, well, and they can see on the Zoom that it's Soul Star Energy Collective is, a, is then like, what's that? And what do you do? And I remember like saying these things like, oh, yeah, I do energy readings and healings and I can go to the Akashic Records. And, you know, depending on where other people are at, you know, I, I had one person like, oh, wow, like, I wish I could do that. Like, so now, in a way, they've put me up on this pedestal and right, like they put mm-hmm. me up being like, I know more than they do. Yes. And I felt I got that pressure. too. Yeah. And I felt pressure like, well if I like really screw this up, are they now going to look at me like, Oh God, she has no idea, man. I would never go and book a reading with her because (laughs) she obviously doesn't know what she's doing. So like part of me was like, fuck, I think I just want to not tell people. Like, I think I want to take away the soul star energy collective because I don't want to have that expectation put on me. Mm -hmm. And I remember going into the first one and like, it's so right. Like all of a sudden it's just like, okay. And you're staring at each other. Right. Right. Like you're literally on Zoom staring at each other and like how we do readings <laughs> is we meditate way. on it. Beforehand. I, it's not on I, the spot. Yeah. So the added pressure of doing it yeah. on the spot, because because we have explained in the past, but the way that we do our psychic readings is like we go into meditation, we pull your energy forward. We do it's very intentional. It's very sacred. We have time, like we've created time to, to connect and to really dive deep. And now here we are on Zoom trying to pull information on the spot, which is so different than what we're used to. So we're like super out of our comfort zone. Um, but it is like it is pushing us to it is pushing us out of our comfort zone on purpose. And I think we, like we both know that this is something that we will um, share you know, we'll teach in, in our business down the road, like it'll be a part of the process. So we're here, you know, researching and collecting information and learning at the same time. Um, but it's, it's interesting. It's just an interesting experience for sure. And I, like, I find like when it was my turn and I'm like, I, I have to close my eyes. (laughs) I do too. I have to close my eyes. I don't know. And I just remember closing my eyes and all I could say to myself was like, Oh my God. Cause I'm not good with silence. Like I'm just not a good, I'm not a good person with silence. Like if we're in the car and all of a sudden it goes silence, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I get very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I can do it if I'm very comfortable with somebody, but yeah. obviously not a new person that I've just met. I'm not right. silence. And so I just remember like with my eyes closed and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to like feel and like pull through this energy. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh God, you're taking forever. Oh my God. God, is she staring at you? Oh, you're taking forever. You need to come up with something. And then I just start panicking and I'm just yeah. in my head panicking. And then I'm like, and I remember at one point, cause I met a new guide Mm-hmm. Her name is Bree. Introduce everybody. I was like, she's very nice and bubbly. I'm like, she's my bestie. Um, <laughs> but not really because I don't know her that well. Um, but I remember at one point I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, I need H. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I would be flicking away one guy and asking for H to step in. But it was like, I started panicking because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how Bree course I don't, know, I don't know that language with her yet yeah and I was just panicking thinking like and I remember like coming out and saying something because basically what you're doing is you're just like uh, okay you're asking is it male or female and then you get what you get um is it on the mother's side or the father's side and you get what you get so then you come back and you're like so I'm picking up on a female on your mom's side have you had a grandma pass no okay (laughs) and and the the point is the sitter the person you're doing the reading for we are being asked to say yes or no not to elaborate on it right like that was or like some sitters are saying all I want is yes or no so I'm like cool and I just remember hearing that no and you're just like oh a punch to the gut yeah and going back in which didn't help the urgency and the panic of needing to get something right and there was a whole lesson on hearing no right carries a harsh undertone yeah no has like this vibration to it that is like it hits you right in the solar plexus right in your self-confidence right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so hearing no I don't like hearing the word no so actually in the last practice circles that uh, I did I said I asked her not to say that word. I was like, yes, because I was like, because that just throws me off as well. And I was like, okay, I I told her, I was like, I really like the validation throughout because if you're just sitting there, if I'm saying, okay, I'm getting this, this, and this, and you're not saying anything, then I'm assuming it's a no. And now I'm starting to freak out. So like, if I'm getting anything right, I need you to let me know so that I can move forward. Otherwise I'm going to stop going. I'm going to try a different path. Right. But, um, so I've definitely had experience so far where um, I haven't received much at all. But uh, the last practice circle I did, um, it was interesting because the way that I structure my readings into like my intuitive readings, like uh, the way that I uh, work with my guides in in those readings, like they they help me, they guide me, I ask them questions. So I started doing that in the mediumship practice circle and I uh, closed my eyes and I envisioned you know myself standing there with my two guides so my new mediumship guide's name is um Stasia Stasia yes I'm like I'm I'm just like yeah I'm picturing it I'm picturing the word or her name and I'm like am I saying that right but she um she's very uh, she's like a teacher. So she's very hands-on. So I was like, okay, Stasia, I was like, show me how you want me to do this. And I saw her move in front of me Mm -hmm. and teach me how to 
like she was teaching me how to do some things. I didn't understand some of it. So that I will, we'll get back to that or whatever at some point, I'm sure. But she, what she did for me in the last session was like the person I was speaking to, it felt like there was like this rush of energy come up from behind me. And I was like, whoa, like that was a lot of energy. And I asked my sitter, I was like, did you, do you have a lot of past like loved ones in, in spirit? And she said, yes, I do. And I was like, okay. So it felt like my spirit guides put a blocker, like a wall up behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cause I asked her to, I was like, I need you to only let one spirit come in at a time because if you let like 500 spirits in or like three or whatever, how am I supposed to know who I'm connecting to? Um, I'm going to get confused with like everybody trying to talk at once. Right. Mm-hmm. So, or like, cause some spirits are more pushy, pushier than others, or their energy is bigger than others. Uh, but like, it's kind of like you're in a room and everybody's talking at once. Is that how you would explain it? Totally. Um, I remember my first, first reading, I, w- I must, I picked up on both of her grandmas on either side. And, but what was happening was I would say something and she goes, Oh, well, that's that grandma. And then I would say something else. Oh, well, that's the other grandma. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I have two energies here. How can I split them? How can I differentiate between the two? Yeah. And to be like, no. And I had that happen again. Cause I was like, okay, cause these are all learning things. Right. So yeah. And I'm like, okay, next time I'm going to say this and this, or I'm going to, you know, set the rule that, okay, I just want one person, or if I've connected to grandma, then I just want to connect to grandma. Um, and then my last one, it happened again. Um, I was picking up on a grandpa and a great uncle and same thing. Like I, and this is what I went in and I was like, okay, (laughs) all I want to talk to is grandpa. So great uncle can step aside so I can talk to grandpa. Didn't happen. And I was like, what the? so (laughs) mad. Because I was like, what is the point of even asking? Right. But it was a lesson for me because I found out at the end, how the energy was coming forward was like the grandpa was like, and this is just feeling like, it's just Mm -hmm. a sense of feeling. I could feel the grandpa was closer, but he was silent. Mm -hmm. And the messages coming from who I thought was him was from the great uncle who was behind Mm. grandpa. And so in a way it was like, I could tell that they, I could tell that these, what these things that I was getting was kind of coming farther, farther away that it wasn't coming from grandpa. And Uh Re- and this is where it helps with the practice circles because obviously the person you're reading is practicing too. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I wonder if they were trying to show you that like the grandpa obviously is closer in bloodline mm. than the mm. uncle. And so the uncle was standing behind the grandpa. So even though grandpa didn't have anything he wanted to say, which she did validate that she had asked, he hadn't shown up to any of the readings and she had asked him to show up even just to be there. Mm. Like, have to say anything, just be there. And she goes, right. so he literally was doing that. But <laughs> uncle, yeah, but uncle was standing behind and further away. So this is where you have to learn like the, the language of spirit. Right. This is where it's like, okay, so this is like, is this how this is going to show up for me? Like, you know, grant like the, the bloodline and like some are going to yeah. be farther away. Yeah. Uh, type of thing, right. Like, how do you yeah. differentiate that? Yeah. I actually 
that we're all learning in practice together because we are putting those pieces together for each other. Mm-hmm. And I might have based on like the, the way that I do psychic readings, like I have, you know, insight and uh, tips to share for, for people who don't read energy. Um, and I love sitting with somebody intimidating when your, your sitter is, you know, has done practice circles or who has gone has through this course already this? has been, yeah. or is offering mediumship readings, but I actually like sitting with them because they have a lot to share and they're, it's almost like they're teaching you as well. So I did have one, um, person who was already doing, um, mediumship readings and I did at first and she was like giving me tips and I was like, I appreciate it so much. And it helped me so much in that, in that session that, um, I actually look forward to to working with people who are, you know, I guess, better <laughs> at mediumship yeah. than I am. But sometimes just having a, a person looking at it from a different lens, because totally. when you're in it, you know, as much as with the pressure and all that stuff, it's like, sometimes you just can't see that bigger picture when you're in it and having somebody looking at it being like, oh, well, this could be what they're doing. And that's, again, like you're learning the spirit you're learning the language that's going to be because you're going to have certain like that could be something that that's how it comes for me every time yeah that it's going to be like bloodlines the closest the further the bloodline the farther back that spirit like that could be just how they show up for me Mm -hmm. and that is something for me to learn who knows right um you know i found with that reading also like i after I gave up on them, <laughs> I was just kind of like, this is annoying. Um, I asked if anybody else could come, if anybody else could come in. And um, all of a sudden it was so crazy. I felt like I can just even feel it now. It felt like a bubble mm-hmm. press up against my cheek. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Like it's, it was felt like a ball, mm-hmm. and it was soft the soft bubble right so it wasn't like a heart and it it was just like lightly press up against my cheek and I it was like I felt the energy of her grandma come right in and I said and so right away I was like I you know I have a female here from your mother's side and she she kind of came in like quite strong right like it was just kind of like I'm here Mm -hmm. like she wanted to know she wanted me to know she was there and she goes oh yeah that sounds like my grandma and um and then I started kind of going through some of the things and, and it started getting was, was she, was this, was this the grandma or was it a different grandma? Right. Like I was going through that where she was like, Oh, I'm not sure. And then all of a sudden she showed me a pie mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is random. I'm seeing <laughs> pie. And she goes, Oh, not random at all. And she's like, now I know who it's for sure this grandma and she was like because she loved pie and she's like and just at her last birthday party when or like her last birthday she's passed but they were honoring her Mm -hmm. and they decided to get pie because grandma loved pie so it was like grandma wanted to be like no it's this grandma (laughs) the one who likes pie (laughs) and uh and I was like oh okay and and another thing that I found really crazy was I was seeing an image of watching my sitter um, as a little girl at the park. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so like, and this is where it's like the puzzle pieces, right? Right. So throwing you an image. Yes. And you're having to work through the puzzle piece of it. And so I instantly, I took that as like, oh, she was hanging out with her grandma. 
I'm like, so did you hang out with your grandma? Like at the park? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, no, um, I never met her. She, she passed before I was born. So I was like, (laughs) loser. Right? Like there's Um, a no. Oh, that was a total. (laughs) And, um, but then when I went back into it, I was getting the message. It was like, no, did you see grandma with her? I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And the view that we were looking at was from above. Right. So the, the view from me watching was above. And then I got the message was like, no, this is grandma showing you that she's been watching her her whole life. And I just got goosies. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching it from the lens of the grandma who had passed and um, and basically was then getting the message from the grandma that she's always been with her and has d- doesn't feel like she's missed out of her life because she's watched her whole life oh. type of thing. And so to again... It was me misinterpreting, like, it's, it's such subtle little things. Like, totally. Of course, I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, grandma's not in the picture here. I'm not standing on the ground looking. Like, come on. Right? This is and why I, we have to, like, get the yeah. nose so that we can dig a little bit deeper. I think that's a trick is to dig a little bit deeper. So to um, get the no and say, like, okay, okay. Like, but that's the thing. Like, even our teacher says, she gets nose all the time. Yeah. Because we're interpreting, interpreting, <laughs> oh, yeah. interpreting. Yes. Uh, what the heck? <laughs> I told you, H, I want a clear communication. <laughs> Just rude. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. It doesn't even embarrass me. Good. <laughs> oh, that's so it's funny. Trademark. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, so like interpret, yeah, whatever that <laughs> word, that stupid word. Um, <laughs> Cause it, you're seeing it through your lens and it's yes. coming through your experiences. And so that's where you're kind of like going with it from there. Mm-hmm. And that's where the hardest. So it was like, it's also reassuring knowing that somebody who's obviously teaching the course, a really good medium. Yeah. She always gets nose. Yeah. And the nose are, is just like flag marks to lead you to ask a different them. way. Yeah. So me going yeah. back in, with the no because I was like oh god that was a big no and then getting the message of like no 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 this mm-hmm. is watching so it's such a such a crazy art it is it's so intricate mm-hmm. I almost messed that word up but it's so intricate <laughs> <laughs> um I did the practice circle the other day or practice reading the other day with this um girl and when I was trying to discern like or to have my guides like block all the, all the energy from behind me and then only bring one forward at a time. So I read like the first energy. Um, it felt, he felt like it was, felt very tall. I'm just having a hard time trying to figure out like if it's my mom's side or dad's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. cause I feel like they're putting them on certain sides of my body. Like I feel the energy on one, like on one side of my body. And I'm like, okay, that's a female energy. And then based on where they're positioned, like sometimes I feel the energy behind me. Sometimes I feel it beside me. And when it's beside me, I'm like, okay, this energy feels like it was your age. Like 
they're like a sister or a friend, like somebody that's your age. Mm-hmm. And then I'm finding like if it's the energy behind me, then it's like a grandparent, like closer bloodline. So yep. I'm just trying to figure that part out. But it was fun because the the last practice circle, um, the it was like this blockade of like there my guides have put this blockade up. Like if you could imagine kind of like police tape, but it was like a, a thick and because um, she had so many beings that were there for her. And so I did the first, I pulled one forward and I read him, got everything that I could out of that one. Um, and then I was like, okay, is there anybody else who wants to connect? And then I just felt like this little itty bitty energy, like pop up from under like this police tape, like the barrier and pop up in front of me. I'm here. And I was like, oh, like she felt very like pushy. And it was like, like she like pushed her way through the crowd and came underneath this, like a police tape and was like, I'm here, like, read me. And I was like, okay. So I was trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, if this feels like, and it was like her, her grandma. And I'm like, she feels very pushy, like very bossy. She's like, oh yes. Oh yes. She was very, very bossy. And then um, more so like one of the favorite, favorite things that I read or received from her was like, she showed me this image of her in a kitchen. Cause she's the grandma. So she's like, she showed me like in an apron and she's like, she's like, I know I should be baking because I'm a grandma, but I hate it. <laughs> so I was like, I asked, I said to the sitter, I'm like, okay, it, your grandma's making me feel like she should be baking cookies, but she actually hates baking. And she's like, oh my God, yes, she hated baking. Oh she's like, she loved to cook. She was a cook, but she just hated baking. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Cause she was oh. like, she was very spunky. It was, it's really kind of neat to feel, to feel into the energy of, of like a past loved one and then be, and then be right about it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. like, and it's so crazy because the big part of this whole journey is being vulnerable. Yes. And- taking chances and be being okay with not being right. And, you know, like we, we talked about last week, how I kind of went through the, you know, ego death and the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. That's what part of it that I was going through. And, you know, going into last week's readings, um, because I went through that ego death, um, you know, I went into last week and I was like, you know what, I am going to be okay if I get nothing right. Yeah, because this is a lesson for me to be able to be vulnerable enough and um, be able to hear no and not take away my self-worth or how good I am at this. And so I went into last week's readings with very little apprehension and fear Mm -hmm. because I went in with the expectation of like, I'm not going to hold anything back. Yeah, I'm going to I went first for each one because the the first week I was like, oh, you go first. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so scared. Um, <laughs> and even though I was so scared, I was just like, no, because I'm going in with the intention. If I fall flat on my face, mm-hmm. I'm going to be fine with it. Now, like you're human, obviously right. it would still sting, mm-hmm. but I knew it was something that I needed to get through, and I also was like realized that the whole point of these practices is not to be perfect. Yeah. You know, just like how we teach in our classes, Mm -hmm. if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't say the things, how are you going to know if you're or wrong? And, you know, it's same thing that, you know, we say in our course to everybody, it's like, you've invested money in this, 
And mm-hmm. it's up to you how much you want to put yourself out on the line and take those chances. Um, because that's it's how much you're going to get out of it. Yeah, you're going to get out of it as much as you put into it. And if you, yeah. the more vulnerable you are, the more the more you're going to get because you're you're going to be able to navigate um, your journey a little bit more clearly because the path is going to become more clear the, with the more validation that you receive. And even when you're receiving the nose, it's still pushing you in on the right path. Like it's still directing you. You're still getting guidance that way. So, Absolutely. so yeah. Now like a question. If I, if I didn't mention the pie, let's just yeah. say. But also I was like, why am I seeing a pie? That's stupid. Um, right. and, and moved on. I would never have gotten that validation, which for me was a big validation because it was just so random. Right. right? And, um, and so it's like things like that. If I didn't mm-hmm. just put that out, cause I could have been like, I'm seeing a pie. Does she like pie? And they're like, no. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm just seeing things, um, <laughs> you know, but it's like, those are the things where it's just like, there's so much that you could have missed out on validating and understanding how, you know, spirit talks to you. Yeah. And also finding that sometimes a sitter doesn't remember or know, like I experienced this last time and she was like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know how my grandma passed away because I was trying to receive like how she passed. And she's like, I can't validate that because I don't know how she passed away. So um, even I've experienced that as the sitter myself, and I feel terrible now because the psychic or the medium I was speaking to was like, I'm getting like, um, like the smell of alcohol and is somebody in your family an alcoholic? I'm like, no. And I was like defensive. I'm like, nobody in my family is an alcoholic. And she's like, it's very strong. Like, I'm really feeling like this alcohol. And I'm like, no. And then, and she was like, okay. So she moved on. But then after, afterwards, I was like, oh, I just quit drinking. Not that I was an alcoholic, but like I. Boozer. <laughs> right. I was like, I had just intentionally like stopped drinking. Like I, I'm still, I don't drink anymore. Uh, and she was picking up on that and spirit was trying to validate that they noticed that, like they, they recognized that, uh, I had made that decision for my life and, and, um, I felt bad that I couldn't validate that for her. So there was a couple more things that she, she said, and I was like, uh, she's like, oh, is there something going on with somebody's heart? Um, uh, and she was like on this thing of like a heart, like heart, um, I don't know, something to do with somebody's heart in my family. And I was like, no, nobody had any heart heart failure or heart attacks. And then later I'm like, oh, so remember at this beginning of my spiritual awakening, I went to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack, but it was just uh, part of the ascension symptoms. Um, and But I was having all this chest pain, which triggered me, you know, like I'm not going to drink anymore. Not that, again, like, I don't know why I have to say this, but I feel like I have to say like I didn't have a drinking problem, but <laughs> I'm like trying to justify this. But um, uh, anyway, so I was I was at the hospital or like a month, not three weeks before that, I think, and that was like part of the trigger of my spiritual awakening was like the issue with like my heart, uh, like I had the heart pain in the hospital, and then um, and then I'm like, okay, well, I need to get healthy, so I'm just gonna stop drinking wine, and then. And then three weeks later, I saw this medium and she's telling me about these things. And I, she was like thinking it was for my family, but it was actually connected to me. Cause like, why would this young woman be here 
with a, yeah. like smelling like booze and having heart issues. Do you know what I mean? Totally. But I and didn't. Then, and that's. Okay. Yeah. I didn't validate that for her as the sitter and um, yeah. I could have, but I didn't just didn't think about it. Well, and that's the other key to it that I realized too is, you know, you, your sitter might be saying no, and that might have nothing to do with your reading. You could be a hundred percent right. And so mm-hmm. understanding that, um, like, you know, our, our teacher in this, Danielle, she talks, there's three people in this reading and there's right. There's, there's you, yeah. there's the sitter and there's the spirit trying to communicate, right. you know, if the spirit's communicating to you and you're communicating to the sitter and the sitter's d- not picking up on it. Like, you know, you didn't kick in, mm-hmm. you could walk away from that being like, Oh my God, I was horrible. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you weren't. It was just the sitter didn't pick up on those things. Yeah. I find I've been messaging people afterwards when it hits me. Yeah. Just to give them some validation. Um, Or I've even found I've gotten messages after I've just, or after we've done and I've, I've reached out to get validation to be like, this, does this make sense at all type of thing? Right. So yeah, it's just such a. It's so different. It's so different. A hundred percent different. It is yeah. so, so different. So I want to ask you because um, as we're talking, I'm realizing like the practice circles that we uh, did with um, Nikki in in our training and the practice circles that we hold in our courses is a practice circle with multiple women, like multiple or women so far, but you know, men are welcome. (laughs) So multiple people. So we all meet on zoom and then we practice together, Mm -hmm. but the ones that we're doing with Danielle. So I guess we should mention that we're doing this mediumship course with Danielle Sarank. She's known as the Squamish medium. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll put her in the show notes and stuff so you can find her. But uh, the way that she's running practice circles is just one-on-one. Yeah. So, I'm finding, like, I'm thinking, sitting here thinking, because we both experienced, like, the sisterhood wound yeah. and comparison and feelings of um, judgment and jealousy and uh, on both sides, like, receiving those feelings and then sometimes feeling those, like, oh, well, they're so good at what they're doing and um, or look at how well they're doing or even feeling the jealousy or the comparison from other people. So, and I'm finding like that we're, you know, that can be part of the, just part of the sisterhood wound that will creep up uh, to be healed Mm -hmm. for uh, like all of us, I'm sure have that, have a layer of that, that needs to be healed. But um, are you, do you think that we'll come across that on the one-on-one practice circles as much as we, we did in the group circles? Yeah, I think it may not be as evident because, is that a word? Yeah. Checking. Okay. <laughs> it came into my head that I was like, did you just make that up? Um, <laughs> it just feels like a word I made up. Um, but it just, it, it feels like, cause I think when you're in a group and you're hearing, because basically when you're in a group, people are sharing what they got right so Mm -hmm. you're there and you're listening okay I got this okay I got this okay I got this so the benefit of it is you have multiple perspectives that you could because not everybody not like you receive different information everybody receives the spirit of language the spirit language 
language of spirit language <laughs> of spirit differently right yeah it's like, like a finger colors somebody's yeah. going to just hear somebody's going to um have a certain scene like everybody receives it differently and you know i think when you're sitting there in a group i think it's beneficial in the sense because maybe what you got maybe not everybody got it but all of a sudden like two people got it where when you're one on one it's mm-hmm. limited on that sense right right but the but the but the issue is when you do have that moment to sit back and listen consecutively to different people, mm-hmm. it allows you that time and space in your head to, to compare, comparing yourself, right? right. When you're one-on-one, there's, yeah, I think there's a little bit of comparison, kind of like, oh man, like say you're going second and they did really good and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to <laughs> like screw it up. And How am I supposed know. to follow that? Yeah, like loser. <laughs> um And so, you know, there's like kind of like the pros and cons. And again, it it really comes back to, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a group or one-on-one, it comes back to your inner self. Right. Recognizing these limiting beliefs that are coming up and recognizing this ego um, voice that's coming in and, you know, putting these thoughts into your head, Mm -hmm. you know, being aware of them because they're going to come up no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They will come up no matter what, especially if you have a sisterhood wound that you need, that you need to be healing or that, that, that needs to be healed or, or yeah, it will come up when you're doing practice circles for sure. And I think if this is something that you decide to do moving forward, that you should be aware of it, uh, Mm -hmm. you should expect it. And then you should be prepared to, to do the work to heal it because Mm -hmm. nobody wants to feel judged or, you don't want like nobody wants to compare feel like they're being compared against another or that you're less than somebody else like we're all we're all individual we're all uh we all have something different to bring to the table to bring to this world to bring to the to service you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and falling into the trap of comparison and judgment is uh something that we need to like to work through yeah. Well, and I don't even think it's just even limited to sisterhood wound, right? It, um, you know, it can vary between like, maybe somebody doesn't have a sisterhood wound, but has deep insecurities in themselves. Yeah. Right? Or like, a mother, a mother wound too. Or yeah, like mother, it doesn't even matter. Like, even if you don't have any of those, if you have deep insecurities in your own self. Yeah. And you're a deeply insecure person. It doesn't matter. It's because your lens of who you think you are is coming at it in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Um, you're always going to feel that way until you start dealing with your self-worth yeah. and your self-esteem, right? Yeah. So um, it doesn't matter if everybody's really good or not good. It's just that's your own internal thing that you need to process and work through, you know? And I also think, you know, I found in like, circles like different people approach things in different ways you know you could have somebody who's deeply insecure Mm -hmm. but overcompensates and shows up like you know like somebody that will like force like say everything that they get because you know like they're really wanting to like boist themselves up because they're underneath they're very insecure right um and then you're just like, oh, wow, like they really know what they're doing because you like, oh, like they're there. They put themselves out there and they're very vocal mm-hmm. about their successes. Um, where someone like me, I 
tend to not be vocal about my successes. Mm-hmm. I have a real thing about being, um, I never want to be uh, conceited or perceived yeah. as being conceited um, or inflated ego or anything like that. I've always struggled with that. Me too. Um, yeah. And so I will, I, you know, I'm not going to be one to come and say something like, you know, oh my God, like I was the highest priestess at this time and everybody <laughs> bowed to me. And I, even if that was true, yeah, I would be like, oh yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't know. And, and so like, and I would dim, dim that, but that's just my personality mm-hmm. where I don't need to come out and, and say it. It makes me uncomfortable right. to say something like that. But then somebody else who does, it's not uncomfortable. There's somebody else that just states facts. It is what it is. Right. This is, this is who I am. I'm, I'm proud of it. And, and it is what it is. Yeah. And so when you have different levels of confidence, different levels of showing up, that can be very triggering for people too. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find that in different ways. Like, you know, the assignment could be just tell me, I just want to know what this person's um, spirit guide is. That could be the assignment. That's all I want to know. Right. And then all of a sudden, so you're like, okay, so I'm the type that I'm like, very like, you want me to, that's it. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Me too. I'm not looking for anything else. I'm going to tell you about the spirit guides and we're done. <laughs> but if somebody else could take it and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm in there. So I'm going to look at spirit guides. Okay. I've done that. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to get messages. Oh, and then I'm going to be like, let's journey and all these things. So now you come back to present and the person that was like, oh, I was just having fun and I wanted to see what else I could get comes and presents all of this stuff. Right. Right. And then you're sitting there going, oh my God, all I did was spirit guides. Now I look like an idiot and now I'm going to come in and be like, this is what I got. It's a male guide and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then so now I'm like, and it's like, again, all it was was somebody taking the instructions a different way. That's all yeah. it was. Yeah. Right. And really in reality, one followed instructions and one didn't. Yeah. Right. But it's just like but the, the person that, you know, followed instructions um, is the one that now feels like an idiot because mm-hmm. they didn't get it so get more than that and that's where it's like you can't fall into that trap and yeah and you can't like you can't compare because everybody no. is different and again <laughs> everybody perceives things differently yeah it's like it's like where uh the way that you perceive and the way that you um communicate with spirit and what you have to bring to the table is like your own individual fingerprint like not one fingerprint or one snowflake is the same we're our own individual like snowflake, for example. So yeah. comparing one snowflake to another is just like, um, there's no need. No. There's no. no need. Absolutely. It makes no, no sense. But this, I have to say, like practice circles, um, regardless of whether you do it in a group or one-on-one, uh, this journey altogether, like is, <laughs> there's so much opportunity for for all the healings and all the shadows oh. to come dredging up from you know, the deep depths of your soul. <laughs> and I was dealing with that a little bit today too. Like I was, you know, some shadow work done, like things came up and around the sisterhood wounds, we were talking mm-hmm. about that earlier. And, um, I had to like, I had to sit with it and it was uncomfortable and it made me feel 
ways that I don't like to feel like it reminded me of being a teenager, being a kid. And then of course I had to think of times and then I did a healing on myself. I went into meditation and I call, I call for my guides and ask them to show me a healing for a sisterhood wound. So maybe that's something that I'll offer in the future. Um, but it was like, you know, you have to move through it in order to, in order to heal it. But I thought I'd healed it. And here we are again. Here we are again. Here we are again. Well, that's the thing with the healings. It's like, that's a hundred percent. It's not a healed, done and gone. It's no, like, it's constantly a layer. It's constantly a work, just like with any type of, any type of part of you that you're trying to um, work on. Like if it's somebody that struggles with food and, yeah. and binging and all that stuff, it's not something that all of a sudden you just turn it off and you're like, all right, I tackled that. I'm not binging anymore. And I'm never going to have to face those cravings again. Right. That's how it happens. No. I'm an ex-smoker. Yeah. Um, you know, that is something that definitely throughout my life, because I was a smoker, it's going to be something that rears its ugly head at times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have that, you know, like, <gasps> you know, so it's like, again, with these healings, it's always going to be something that it's continuous work and you're never just like done and gone. And it's... um you know like but even like the sisterhood like what would maybe somebody who doesn't know what the sisterhood wound is oh yeah that's good explain that yeah yeah so the sisterhood wound is essentially it's like when women compete or have those feelings of um competition or jealousy towards other women for like if you if I was to look at somebody and be like wow they're they're doing so great and then feel angry or annoyed with them because they're doing better than me or I perceive that they're doing better than me then I feel jealous like these are all lower frequency vibrational energies that you you don't really want to exist in but the sisterhood wound like we've been for like for thousands of years pitted against each other you know ever, ever since like patriarch all that sort of stuff like it, it is just like the way that we've been brought up is to be in competition with each other so trying to change that narrative and move into a space where we can support each other is you know a space where I would prefer to be in I I hate feeling um I hate receiving the feeling of jealousy from other women uh and I felt that my whole life not to say that I'm like uh, better than anybody. It's just their their own insecurities and their own things that they need to heal. But I can still feel that. And um, and then obviously there's times where I've felt jealous on the success of other women. And you know when I'm not living in where before I was living in this space. Uh, but now I can recognize that when that comes up. So it's when you're feeling like in competition with somebody, when you're, when you're really jealous about their success or how they're doing and you, you wish that they weren't doing so well or you're comparing yourself with them or against them or a group of women or, and you just don't like somebody because, because of those feelings, right? So that would be the sisterhood wound, something that you need to, to really dive into because that's the shadow side, right? Well, and it also is just like an opportunity to look at yourself to be like, okay, why am I being triggered by this yeah. person? Why am I feeling insignificant around this person? Yeah. Why is their success causing me jealousy? And because really when you turn it inwards mm-hmm. and you realize, because it does, it is inwards. 
It's not yeah. their fault that they're being successful. No. So what is it about it that why is this irritating you? And that's just an opportunity to turn inwards to find out why. Yeah. You know, is it because you are jealous that you want to be where they're at? And it's like, why do they get to be there? And I don't. Okay, well, why am I not there? Right? Mm-hmm. I can be there if I wanted to. So what's holding me back from being there? And, you know, like really dissecting that to understanding mm-hmm. where that's coming from. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's just going to be, it has nothing to do with that person. And it has everything to do with their own self-worth. Yeah. It's usually of like 99% of the time. That's that that's the exact reason it has nothing to do with the person that you don't like mm-hmm. the person that triggers you is oh, a thousand percent because it's something about you that you're not comfortable with yeah yeah it's a, a total mirror opportunity to turn that right around and and look at look at that so yeah, yeah. it's a it's a tough one and this is something that mandy and i working as two women in business together that we're navigating through too. Um, And, you know, I, I feel very proud of us on how transparent and open we are um, when we are having feelings of kind of like, because, you know, you comparison or yeah, or in a way you're like pitted again, you feel pitted against each other in the sense of like, oh, why did they choose you for a reading and not me? Or, (laughs) or do they like, you know, like, do they like you more? And it's like one of these things that we're going to have to, because our business is a whole. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that internally, it's just lessons for us to learn, to move through that we can't take it that way, or even just to talk about it. And, um, you know, those, those are going to be, they're going to be growing pains or just part of the process, I think. Yeah, it's going to be part of the process for sure. But I feel so grateful to be going through this with somebody it from a soul level like we can both sit here and talk about okay well this triggered me and this is why it triggered me so I'm working through this and I have to heal I know that I'm going to do some healing blah 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 and then and then to have the understanding and the compassion from on the other side and be like well what can I do to help you through this or how can I support you through this and and working at at it like together like as a team instead of you know like you know how it might have been five years ago that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, I beat it. Get, Get out of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's yeah, it's it's super beautiful to be able to go through this and just like a learning opportunity for us too. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I just wanted to touch on was like the importance of having a mentor. Totally. Like how much this makes a difference, you know? Yeah, having a mentor is like I saw this quote the other day, and it's like having a mentor is like having a cheat code. <laughs> go to yeah it's like a cheat sheet so when you have somebody that you can talk to or that is teaching you or that you're learning from it's just like like we've said before it's kind of like we're just unlocking what you already know and yeah. it's almost like as soon as you sign up for the course you're already experiencing um what you're learn in the course and then it comes so naturally and so quickly you surprise yourself and a lot of the women that we're working with right now are experiencing that and uh they've come so far in just like four weeks and we I can't even take credit for it I'm like I don't like don't love on me for this because all we're doing is holding your hand like guiding you through what you already know 
what you're what you've been doing for lifetimes and we're just helping you unlock your your inner wisdom but it is like expediting it yeah and i just and you know i think even the biggest important part of it too is creating a community of like-minded people like this is not something you can just go and talk to your best friend about who maybe is not on the same journey totally Uh, and it can become a very especially when you're wanting to open up and connect to these things it's like really exciting mm-hmm. but then can be really lonely when you can't share this excitement with the people that you surround yourself with and so having a community of like-minded yes. people experiencing the same things at the same time that you can just completely be like oh my gosh I had a, yeah. I had a meditation and this happened and everybody's like oh that's so cool instead of like okay weirdo <laughs> <laughs> right so it's like, oh the value of that is like that is priceless that it that is priceless it is priceless and mm-hmm. honestly it it keeps you um it keeps momentum moving forward like the forward momentum when you're in a community of soul sisters or like-minded women that you can you feel safe to share this sort of stuff with like it 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 makes you want to learn more because then they're sharing what they're learning and you're like oh that's interesting and it's piquing an interest in you to go down a different path or open a different door and perhaps that one's going to lead you somewhere um that you had no idea about like you're learning all of these beautiful things and not just like about spirituality but about yourself and about healing and about each other and it's just like uh yeah the space is just oh it's so supportive it's just full of love i know it fills my cup like me too and uh this past week has just been very, very beautiful, I find. And as somebody on this journey with with others and seeing them seeing them crack open and things start to click, oh, it just like fills my heart. Just Me too. Fills my heart. And I'm like, this is way more than just being a psychic. And oh yeah. To do this, this is way more than that. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Like it's yeah. really beautiful. And I'm just so honored to be on this path. And so, beyond the past with, with you. Me too. Now we're going to cry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying before this, like, I couldn't imagine doing this without, like, without Allison. Like, it just, it would be so hard. It would be so I hard. I know. We have too much fun. We have too yeah. much fun. So, yeah. thank you for joining us today. Um if you enjoyed if you enjoyed listening to us or you enjoyed this episode we would love for you to share this and give us a rating um it's so appreciated if you feel called to so i think that's it for today yeah come check us out over on soul star energy collective on instagram and see what we're up to over there we have lots of fun and allison is killer at reels so she'll come she'll make you laugh (laughs) <laughs> oh, I just like being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great one. Bye.